No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, episode one ninety two. I am your host, the Warden Mad Ritter. I am here with my co-host, Daddy Delgado. Vince, what's going on, man? Daddy's home. Daddy is home, at least for another week, and then we'll figure out where the fuck you're gonna end up. He might be <laughs> doing this podcast from a cardboard box on a corner in Chicago, selling his body. We don't know. You, you know what? Don't put my business out there. You, actually, you know what? Put my business out there. It might actually drive up revenue. So Yeah, no. Uh, any money you guys could donate to the podcast will help Vince get a permanent place to stay. Uh, we would <laughs> appreciate that. Um, yeah. I am looking into selling Vince on OnlyFans. Uh, if he ever breaks mm-hmm. up with his girlfriend, I may be able to work that out. So uh, if you're looking for those Daddy Delgado uh, OnlyFans spicy clips, hell Maybe your girlfriend will help you make some stuff. You guys can do a combined OnlyFans, get some money together, and then get an apartment. It's not a bad idea. I might not need permissions uh, soon enough, Matt, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Wow. All right. Well, on a brighter note, um, (laughs) I want to kick off the show wishing Tabori Bryant a very happy birthday. Um, If you guys aren't familiar with who that is, That is the husband of JJ, who is a very big supporter of our show. Um, I sincerely want to wish him a very happy birthday and hope that he has a very, very good day today. Um, I appreciate their support. Um, I got to meet him once doing Young Kings Wrestling uh, with JJ. He was in the background. I waved at him like this. He told me that's not how men wave. It was great interaction. Um, I really do appreciate it. So happy birthday, man. Mr. Bryant, happy birthday. Um, again, sincerely, sincerely hope you have a good uh, a good birthday. Yeah, uh, man, happy today. birthday. Uh, shares it with John Cena, of all people. So that just lets you know how great of a man he is. That's correct. We are recording on Friday. So when he hears this, it won't be his birthday anymore. It'll be belated. But I said it on your birthday. So it is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, also, <laughs> Young Kings Wrestling, Black Lives Matter t-shirts. Uh, we talked about it last week, man. Like, shit's still going on. There was a 13-year-old girl who was shot by the police. Um, body cam footage shows whatever it shows people again trying to justify the actions of the police when another person has been killed and we just there's nothing more to say something needs to be done some sort of legislation needs to be put into place some sort of um, at least Derek Chauvin did uh, get convicted of murder Um, so that came through but I didn't see the sentencing. I know we're waiting on the sen- sentencing at this point. Um, that'll be very yeah. telling as to what he is sentenced with after the conviction. Um, mm-hmm. Something needs to be done. A precedence needs to be set. Laws need to be put in place. Mandatory training needs to be done to correct these issues because it it, it keeps happening. 
I, I, we kept saying it, it, it hasn't gone away. It hasn't got any better. And as always, those Black Lives Matter t-shirts that you can get at whatamaneuver.com through Young Kings Wrestling, all the money, all the proceeds from those shirts go into a fund and TC takes that money and tries to put it in the hands of the families that have suffered. So uh, yeah. if you want to do your part and help out um, in any way, shape or form, because no amount of money, no amount of donation is going to bring someone back, but there are um, lawyer fees and funeral costs and things that we can help with. So the little yeah. bit of burden that we can help take off, um, I like to try and help take off. And I, I, I ask you guys too. So um, we know that that money is going to a good place and putting it in the hands of someone who's going to get it to the right people. So that is why we choose to ask you to go and do that. And you get a really dope fucking shirt with it as well. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, please go definitely. do that. And Stop the Asian Hate is still alive and well. Just because we switched back over to Black Lives Matter does not mean that all the Asians are safe and nothing bad's happening to them. It's just not what the media is talking about anymore. So do not forget that. Please go check out the um aaip website and there are places there where you can donate there as well um again if you've got the extra money try and put it towards a good cause yeah try and put it towards helping out people um we would really appreciate that you want to get into news and rumors vince Oof, uh where to begin uh, I don't know. Do you want to start with the trash bag? Do you want to start with uh, the human garbage pail or some positive news? Uh, let's, uh, the first thing that I thought about when you said news and rumors was the Mickey James trash bag situation. Well, we have two trash bags. We have we have Mickey James and Mark Carano, and then we have Charlotte Flair and uh, the human trash bag, Dave Meltzer. So we'll start with mickey and uh mr carano so Mm -hmm. mickey james went on twitter and posted pictures and on instagram and posted a video of her receiving her uh i'm assuming leftover ring gear or possessions that were left behind after her release in a trash bag with a piece of tape with her name on it and now it has come to light that not only is that how she was disrespected but multiple wrestlers throughout the years have received the same treatment Um, In response, Triple H and Stephanie tweeted out that the person responsible has been fired. And then through the grapevine, we have heard it was reported that Mark Carano, who any of you who watch Total Divas is familiar with um, as an on-air personality on Total Divas, the head of talent relations was released. Um, I don't necessarily know that it was Mark Carano who packaged it up. I don't necessarily know that that was his call. Uh, obviously if it's been happening for a long time now going back to darren young and gail kim i don't think mark carano was head of talent relations at that time um so i don't know that that's necessarily his call and also more wrestlers didn't come out and say that it happened so it's not like tucker came out and said hey i got mine in a trash bag too at least not that i saw or billy or peyton um so i don't know if this was personal against mickey for whatever reason um, if they just figured it wasn't a big deal, like, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but you treat someone's possessions, especially someone that you fired with more respect than that. Um, I, I know Mark Henry talked about it. They have a mail room there that you can go and get bubble wrap and packaging and properly package that stuff up and mail it out to them without putting it in a trash bag. And he said, you know, maybe it was, they were worried it was going to get wet or this, or that, whatever the deal was, there are better ways to go about it. And WWE definitely dropped the ball 
Um, and for someone who's a first ballot Hall of Famer and Mickey James, yeah. someone who's a legend in the business, to treat her like that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I saw like uh, those wrestling girls like tweet some stuff like, "Why can't the women legends be treated with respect like the male legends?" You know, and it's it just it, it fucking sucks because not only that, but like Melina like quote tweeted and saying that is exactly how I receive my care package, like mm-hmm. like like uh, my possessions. So it like again, no, it wasn't Melina. It was Maria Canellas from la- yes. last year's Maria from last year's. Uh, black wednesday or whatever the fuck it was called april 15th release day and uh yeah it just it's yes mark carano should have been fired or whatever like if he's allowing that stuff to happen but i want to say that this is a president that was set before mark carano signed like you were saying this the only reason that they whoever did this felt it was okay to do this is because there's been precedents of doing such things we know there has, like you said, they did it last year to Maria. We know Gail Kem, I believe, came forward and said she had the same treatment. Darren Young, who is not credited, but is technically the first openly gay wrestler on the WWE roster, even though they now retroactively made that Sonya Deville, um, which is not true, um, treated the same way. Um, and I'm sure plenty of other superstars who either haven't come forward or I just haven't seen um, have gotten the same treatment. So definitely a culture thing um that wwe needs to work on not fucking cool not fucking right speaking of culture things that need to change dave Meltzer decided to go on his show because he is a piece of fucking shit and again make comments about charlotte's body and charlotte fired back good for charlotte because listen as a wrestling podcast who is the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub? Who makes a lot of lewd jokes and sexual references and so on and so forth? We do our best, and I think we do a damn good job of not going out of the way or even sinking ourselves low enough to criticize, critique, or uh, speak about the female wrestlers' bodies in a demeaning manner or a critical manner or... anything along those lines um at least i try not to and if i do i apologize um i don't know what dave's problem is this isn't the first time this has happened he's had to come out and make a public apology for being a jackass we all know he's a jackass i'm glad that charlotte fucking fired back at him and cut him down because he fucking needed it yeah it's again not the first time probably won't be the last time either no it won't we don't need dave Meltzer in wrestling anymore he's lost he's lost his value he's lost the need for him him and brian alvarez can go fuck off together don't need either of them yep uh it's reported that mia yim got moved to smackdown uh i will say this and i will say only this someone better fucking move to raw you have a brand split this is not chess where you can just move pieces around the fucking board yeah, you need to trade her to SmackDown for somebody on Raw, not for future draft picks. For somebody on well, Raw, no, I mean, no, technically, no, <laughs> because we've done the future draft pick thing and we've talked about it. It's just a bullshit facade. Yes. Yes. they don't actually get future draft picks because right now SmackDown has about four hundred. They would have the entire draft for the next mm-hmm. three years. Well, I mean, 
Daniel Bryan might be needing a new home next after next week. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to SmackDown because I have some theories on that, and yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, last but not least, congrat or no, I'm sorry, we have two more things. Congratulations to Ronda Rousey and her husband. Uh, they are expecting their first child. She announced that she is pregnant. This is why she left WWE. Is this was her goal? This is what she wanted to do, and uh, she has been successful. So, congratulations to Ronda on that. Yeah. Congrats. And last but not least, because it's not really part of AEW, it was announced that Blood and Guts on May 5th is going to be a one-match show. The entire night is going to be the Blood and Guts match. Oof. Oof. That's so we don't know there. if it's going to be a one-hour show and it's going to be a one-hour match, which I could see with 10 guys in that yeah. sort of environment. I don't know if it's going to be a two-hour show with the match and whatever video packages that they're going to put together. I, I don't know how it's going to work, but um, one match event. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to wait and see before I'm making my judgments on the situation. Cause for all I like, wasn't halftime heat, just like just the one match, like with rock and mankind. Yeah. It was pretty solid. So like, if, as long as it doesn't overstay, it's welcome in terms of like the match time. And I'm okay with it. It's uh again, definitely though, it it, it can't be a two hour show no. if it's just gonna be one match. Nope. So and it's gonna be a regular Wednesday night, so it's not gonna fill that full dynamite slot. So I don't know what they plan on doing, but we will see. I will say this: I much more prefer uh the inner circle versus the pinnacle to the inner circle versus the elite and Matt Hardy that they originally had planned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've done a much better job building this, and I'm actually more excited to watch this than oh like, yeah i thought blood and guts was a cool idea but like eh kenny omega the bucks adam page the elite and matt hardy or this new hot group from mjf versus yeah. a baby face yeah no i'm definitely i'm definitely more about this match so blessing in disguise thank you covid for sparing us one blood and guts match to get us a better one yeah yeah definitely where do you want to start Vinny mac Ooh, uh, with your fucking Paul Heyman cosplay going on today. <laughs> right? Like, I yeah. unintentionally have this... Go- you know what? I feel like I pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's go AEW. Uh, not going to sugarcoat it. I wasn't able to fully catch the show. I caught business, <sighs> So why not get it out of the way? Uh, Hangman Page defeats Mr. Starks. Um, T's, Team Taz attacks, but the Dark Order makes a save. Trent loses to Penta. Uh, with the assist from Alex. Uh, the Pinnacle has an interview slash promo that was fantastic. Uh, Max goes off. We also get a little bit from Wardlow there. Conti loses to Hikaru Shida for the women's title. We also get another Miro video package. A not as good promo from Jericho in the inner circle. Um, we have Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall uh the elite talk shit from their trailer and then an awkward fucking moment with mox and kingston where they Mm -hmm. destroy the trailer but apparently the elite weren't in it so we'll get into that a little bit christian put on a banger with powerhouse hobbs uh got the win there and then our main event for the tnt title darby allen defeats jungle boy uh with a little bit of interference from sting luchasaurus and then post-match Page, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. 
from what you saw, is there anything you're spitting from AEW or swallowed? Sorry, anything you're swallowing? Anything I'm swallowing? Uh, I want to swallow the the women's match between Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti and uh, Brett Baker coming out at the end, revealing that she's now the number one ranked women's wrestler and she's coming for that title. I thought the slow ascent to that woman's title for Britt Baker has been fantastic so far. It's probably the so, best thing. Let's talk about this. Cause I'm with you. I'm swallowing this match as well. I've seen a lot of people going on Twitter and online in the IWC shitting on Tay Conti saying she only looks good because the women's division is so shitty over there that she's not really that special, that she's not this, she's not that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Tay Conti is as good as a Sasha or a Charlotte, or a Bailey, or you know, an EO. She, I, I wouldn't say she is right now main event WWE women's title level, but mm-hmm. she's as good as any woman on the main roster, um, outside oh, of that yeah. top tier. The Mandys, the Danas, the Rubies, the Lives, um, the Carmellas, and Carmella's been women champion, and she's, and she's getting better every week, you know. Charlotte wasn't Charlotte when Charlotte started out. Sasha wasn't Sasha when Sasha started out. Mm-hmm. They put in the work and got better. Tay Conti is still young. She's still learning how to work matches on TV. And she doesn't have those women like Sasha and Charlotte and Becky to work up to. But she does have Britt Baker. She does have Hikaru Shida. She does have talent. And she is already working up to their level. She is only going to get better. So it is not fair to compare her to the main event of, you know, the main roster or even some of the women over in NXT. Um, again, I'm not going to say she's a... I feel like that's even a harsher comparison because that's probably the best women's division in all of North America. People will argue impact, but yes, I agree. To each his own. Um, yeah, no, I just... watch impact though, Matt. So how would you know? I said people would argue impact. I didn't say I would argue impact. <laughs> I know that there are people out there, including uh, Tommy Dreamer who and Deanna Perrazzo herself, who have said they have the best women's division in North America right now. Yeah, they're biased. So, and I haven't watched enough to argue. So I'm just putting it out there. there there's a discrepancy. I'm just saying, since she's debuted in AEW, the progress she's made, she has impressed the hell out yes. of me. And yes, yes. Britt has to be the one to take the title off Sheeta. Like, it, mm-hmm. I don't know how it hasn't happened yet, but Britt is on fire as a heel. Sheeta's been champion for a very long time. If Sheeta beats Britt, there's no one else built up to be that next challenger for Sheeta. She's beaten everyone. She beat Riho. She beat Nyla. She beat Abaddon. She beat Tay Conti. Like, she beat, I think, Thunder Rosa. Uh, I think so. Yeah, there's nobody left, so it, it's got to be Brit, and Brit's got to get this win. Yeah, definitely, I'm all for it, and I'm excited for that match. I think it's going to be a damn good match, and I'm looking forward to Brit Baker as AEW Women's Champion, being the heel that she is because she's a fantastic character, and also has really found her groove in ring. Whereas I wasn't as impressed with her when she first started. Again, another person who week after week for TV matches has improved immensely in ring. Yeah, she's uh, definitely kind of like solidified the like and justified being like the first woman like signed to AEW. Like clearly she's hands down the best women's wrestler they have there. I agree. And 
depending on where she goes, I know her and Chelsea Green are very close, and Chelsea Green would be another very big boon to that women's division. So, Shu, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Ty Dillinger. What, what, what's his name on AEW? <laughs> um, he's in he's in the Pinnacle. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just gonna let you sweat this one out for a second. Uh, Sean Spears. There you go. Uh, yeah. Sean Spears uh, obviously is married to the former Peyton Royce, so maybe the Iconics can make their way over to Impact and like uh, to Impact to AEW. And like we mentioned, there is that working partnership between AEW and Impact Wrestling, so I wouldn't be surprised to see some crossover on both shows. And Deanna Perrazzo did point out that she doesn't think it's fair that only the men are getting to do the crossover. She wants to go over there and prove that she's yes. the best women's wrestler in the world by defending her title and she wants a piece of the women's champion from AEW. She wants a piece of you know, anyone that wants her. Uh, Serena Shit. Deeb in the NWA, Thunder Rosa she wants to take on those women so, and that's Shit. if she's still champion after yeah. her match with uh, Tennille Dashwood, so Yeah, Tennille Dashwood is another name along with Jordan Grace, all big names that would like benefit from going over aw and getting some more exposure to that women's division uh by the way i see that you haven't moved the waldo god damn it my wife reminded me and i completely forgot we're both lacking we're both lacking i am (laughs) going to move it after i hang up with you on this episode or after we sign off anyway um i'm also gonna i'm gonna swallow hangman versus stark uh Mm -hmm. this was a really good match didn't really need the run-ins afterwards. It's kind of a big AEW thing. Yes. Here's why I'm swallowing. Hangman is finally in a pop prominent position. He's not just wrestling regular singles matches. Like this was, I believe he's now the number one contender for Kenny's title, or this was a number one contenders match. Um, I believe he's top ranked singles division. They're actually doing something with him. Like he's actually prominently placed on the card now. Whereas before it's just, he was coming out and having good opening matches, but, and hanging out with the dark order, which again, fuck the dark order. Like I don't need hangman with the dark order. <laughs> I need them to do something with hangman. So it was yeah. a great match with him. Um, and yeah, now, now he's in a much better place than he was before the match. So props to them on that. Um, you got anything else you're swallowing? Cause I got one or two more. Ooh, uh, what else do I want to swallow? Oh, t- Christian Cage putting on a fantastic match. Obviously, like this man coming back from retirement, like he's in my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. So to see him thriving on AEW, it's great. Yes, uh, great match. Uh, sold his ass off for Hobbs. And that's something I've noticed about Christian, at least in his first two matches in AEW, is the majority of the time he's selling for the other guy. He is not getting a whole lot of offense, but he made Hobbs look like a beast. Um I'm all for it. It was a great match. Christian got the win. They're not shoving him into the title picture, forcing him, you know, oh, he's Christian. He's main event right yeah. off the bat. Like they're they're having him work up and he's making these younger guys look great. Yeah. So I mean even technically even it's just hops. It. Yeah. But, yeah. They did tease that he's gonna go straight to the title picture, like when he had that whole interaction with Kenny. But they I didn't like tease they... that he was going to go straight to the title picture. He said he was going to work his way up. He wasn't going to go straight to the title picture, but that his eyes are on Kenny in that title. 
No, no, I I just meant because when he came out and then Kenny interrupted him, he just grabbed the title before his first official promo. They teased yeah. us. That's what I meant. But I, I like what they're doing. I think it's fantastic. I'm also spitting the uh, pinnacle promo. Uh, MJF fucking killed it, dude. That was the promo You're of a lifetime. You're spitting it or swallowing? No, swallowing. It. I'm swallowing it. Sorry. Um, I'm swallowing. Well, so you're spitting it just to swallow it right back, you know? Well, I'm swallowing the pinnacle promo, and I'm going to, when we get to it, spit the inner circle promo. So okay. uh, after Jericho put on a killer promo last week, MJF came back and delivered. Wardlow was all right. He got his little piece in there. But, I mean, from the uh him getting presented with the new scarf to him running down Jericho in the inner circle and only being 25 and just it's something you have to go see like I cannot do the great promo that he did justice by talking to you about it it's something you need to go watch especially because if you go watch what Jericho did in response wasn't good wasn't good at all um if you don't have anything to swallow we'll get into the spits uh no that's that's it for the swallows i think all right so i'm spinning the inner circle promo and again he's singing he's making fun of max they let fucking hager talk for whatever reason i don't know why um should never do that jericho is one of the best talkers in the game and not every promo that he delivers knocks it out of the park but normally it's at least an in-park home run for the most part. And here, he didn't even hit a double. Bear, right. might not, he might have fouled. Um, like This was bad, especially coming off, again, coming off that great promo from MJF. Like, if you're going to have him, this was kind of like Roman Reigns versus John Cena, where John Cena just made Roman look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough i actually watched that promo earlier today it was just like it randomly played on like the youtube algorithm but it's the opposite because cena was the uh veteran there and roman was not really a rookie but in that sense the rookie here the rookie schooled the veteran yeah so uh i'm spitting that you got anything you want to spit directly uh i want to spit for the second week in a row, having people involved in that TNT main event title. Second week in a row, you mean every week since the inception of Dynamite. Basically. They close every show. And when I say that, I'm exaggerating. Damn near every show with a fucking brawl or some kind of aftermath shit. It is mm-hmm. how they close the show. It is a trademark. I didn't need, I'm with you, I didn't need Sting versus Luchasaurus during the match. I don't understand. Don't, who let, the don't fuck let Travis Lance Archer... hear you say that. <laughs> I didn't need it. Uh, I didn't understand who. I don't understand who the fuck Lance Archer is. He's been coming out, calling out Sting, calling out Darby Allen. Then Sting kind of agreed with him, and he smiled. Now he's out saving Darby Allen and getting beat down. He's like, nah. dude, flip flops every week from heel to babyface. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he is. So I can't get behind him, and I want to get behind Lance Archer, but I fucking can't. I never, he's somebody I've, different every fucking week. I've never had been behind Lance Archer, and honestly, like I don't care. He's he's become AEW's big show, but except he does that every week instead of every every couple of weeks. And I don't know who Darby Allen is feuding with. Is it Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky? Is it Lance Archer? Is it mm-hmm. Matt Hardy? Uh, I I I believe all of the above. They, 
yeah like i i I don't know like they need to focus in and tell a story not 50 stories at one time with the same people Mm -hmm. everything's too mixed in and convoluted and i can't keep track of shit and then people get mad at well you don't watch dynamite you don't watch elevation yet no i don't you know why because i don't need more shit to confuse me that's why i don't need to learn more people and get more confused um yeah you know i'm spitting that i'm spitting the bus um it looked cool if the elite were in there or if we saw them escape it would have been a great thing but it was it just wasn't shot well like they're cutting this promo they're in the bus they hear honking they look out the window we cut to john moxley and kingston they ram into the fucking trailer they start trashing the trailer but the trailer's empty and we don't know where anyone went or what happened and it was all fucking weird and it was supposed to i think be stone cold-esque and it could have been but it wasn't because again the elite just fucking vanished into thin air fucking ninja vanish (laughs) foot foot soldier style and just fucking disappeared that or one of them learned how to do the instant instant transmission technique and just got them listen there's nobody in the elite strong enough to instant transmission that whole group i don't care none of their power levels are high enough no to be fair, instant transmission has nothing to do with physical power level. It's all about the technique. Because the, the people of Yardrat aren't the strongest fighters, but that's a very strong technique. So I don't think it takes power levels to go ahead and teleport that many people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that. For all we know, Don Callis knows how to do instant transmission. Maybe that's how he gets around. I'm surprised you didn't swallow Penta getting a win. Oh, just well, I for one, I didn't really see it, and then you mentioned them like, well, yeah, Penta should have won that match. Of course, it's just Trent. Yeah, I mean that uh, Gun Billy Gun versus Marshall. Like, I don't know how when Billy Gun became part of the Nightmare Family. I thought he was part of the Gun Club with his kids, and I didn't think the Gun Club think, was part of the Nightmare Family. I think it's one of those things where. Like they're supposed to be the new okay. age outlaws. Here's the thing. I don't know who the fucking nightmare family is. Like I know it's Cody, I think, because he's never really with his family. And maybe Brandy. It was definitely Dustin and QT. Like they were the only two people that were really part of the nightmare family. I believe uh, QT's calling this group the factory now. Yeah. Um, because they were part of the nightmare factory, but we're cutting the nightmare off. They're just the factory. So mm-hmm. it was definitely Dustin QT and then uh the young guy that came out of the factory, uh, Lee Johnson, big Johnson. shotty Lee Johnson. What about Arn or DDP? DDP is no longer employed by AEW, so he's not part of. Uh, he's no longer with AEW, so he's not part of it. Again, Arn is with Cody, and I don't know if Cody's actually part of the Nightmare Family because he's never fucking out there with them, and they never have his back. Yeah. So, like, I don't know who the Nightmare Family is. Apparently, the Gun Club's part of it, and I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's all a mess. Yeah, it's all a mess. Uh, QT's guys save him. Dude sells a wooden or no sells a wooden chair shot. I can't remember his name, but he's the big, he's the enforcer of uh, that group. So the dude uh, with the Carlito haircut. Yeah, it was cool. Like I again, I like the factory. I like the idea, the nightmare family, which is an ambiguous fucking idea of just random people spread out through AEW, not the best first feud for them in my opinion but yeah it's a cool idea all right overall AEW spit or swallow uh i'll gargle it 
I I'm gonna like swallow. I can't fully, I, I don't. I feel like I, unless I go back and watch the stuff I missed, I can't fully swallow. That's fair. Uh, I'm swallowing because again, Trent versus Penta was a good match. Uh, Starks versus Page was a good match. Tay versus Sheeta was a good match. We got the Pinnacle promo. We got Christian versus Hobbs. Like there was a lot of good shit here. Yeah, the, the good outweighs the bad. So I, I'll swallow AW. Um, NXT Raw or SmackDown. Uh, let's, let's go NXT. NXT. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! We kick it off with Cool Kyle debating huh. on who he should challenge next, and Cameron Grimes trying to lure Kyle in as a partner. Uh, Saray arrives, and uh, Zoe challenges her to a fight out of respect. Uh, Saray wins that match. LA Knight has a backstage promo on Loomis before their match, where Knight actually defeats Dexter Loomis. Uh, um beth sits down with eo uh eo says she's going to take a break but uh frankie monoy shows up uh interrupts and wants to take her spot and pisses eo off Breezango lose to the grizzled young veterans um we got a way interview where reed wants a title shot sets up a match between him and theory uh dibiase outbids cameron grimes on an nft that was hilarious <laughs> Gonzalez and Dakota do an interview. D- Gonzalez says she's going to beat everyone on the roster. Um, Indy leaves Candace behind to get dragged by the fire pit. Kushida defeats Oni in an open challenge and then gets jumped by Legato uh, and MSK makes the save. Mercedes says she'll take out Dakota first since Gonzalez is ducking her. Uh, Johnny Gargano gets to the bottom of the Regal Austin stuff. Indy returns. Says she got them a tag title match, and poor Candice LeRae shows up just beat to shit. <laughs> Imperium defeats Never Rise, uh, and then Kyle O'Reilly defeats Cameron Grimes in our main event. I want to swallow, uh, for sh- for sure, for sure. Look I at you, go. you! You figured out how this show works. I didn't even have to ask because if you had said I want to spit, I would have punched you. <laughs> Physically, you can't, but. Uh, I want to swallow the fact that Cameron Grimes got outbid by Ted DiBiase. Oh, dude. Fantastic. Stupid as shit, but fantastic. He's all excited about his NFT, and then he reads (laughs) the letter, and the letter says, we're sorry, but after the bid closed, we received a much higher offer from a Mm -hmm. Ted DiBiase, and we had to go with this offer. And Cameron Grimes's feud with a non-existent Ted DiBiase <laughs> is one of my favorite fucking things going right now because he's not even on the show. Like Ted's not on the show doing anything, and it's it's great. It's Cameron Grimes what? is fantastic. Like I, Cameron Grimes is fantastic as a guy that I made fun of for being a hairy creep. In you know, me and my wife talked about his fucking pubic hair poking out of his pants and all the shit. Yeah. The guy's fantastic. Like he's, he's really he's turned you around on him. Yeah, what it sounds like. And my question is like, do you think Ted DiBiase knows that he's part of a storyline that he's non-existent? I feel like he has to know. Like I, I feel like Ted has to know, and I, I feel like there has to be a point where Ted shows up. There has to be some sort of payoff. There has right? to be some sort of payoff with Ted. So I'm, I'm sure Ted knows. Uh, what yeah. is what else are you swallowing from the show? Uh, I want to swallow the Kushida match. Uh, 
I'm a little iffy on like the change of gear and even wrestling style, but the match with Oni was really fucking good. Him just eating those chops and just going full berserk to, to finish it off was really good. Legato attacking afterwards and setting up a match between six fantastic wrestlers that I love and all too well. And you know I shit on both not only A but WWE for when they do random six-man, eight-man tag matches. But this has been something that they kind of been setting up. You know, there is something there like Kushida and 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 Legato, Kushida with Escobar, Legato with MSK. The match is going to be fantastic. Uh, but I'm still not a fan of multi-man tag matches. I hear you. I hear you. Didn't the dude from MSK lose his shoe and like then throw it at Legato Del Fantasma? <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, it was a great match. Kushida and Oni tore it down. Oni, I mean, for as much shit as we give Oni, because I always said Oni and Danny are fucking workhorses. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely love them in ring, but they don't have the most personality. They're not guys you're going to market a company around. Um, so I'm glad they got that title run. They can fucking go and they make it look legit. Oni, yeah. you know, fantastic in the ring so yeah they tore it down i enjoy kushida keeping the open challenge thing going and paying his respects to jushin thunder liger with his gear um yes. all very cool shit i am swallowing everything indy hartwell and dexter loomis outside of the outcome of the dexter loomis match i am gonna spit it and i'll tell you why because they blue balled us all night all night all I wanted was that kiss. So anyway, we're not on spinning yet, and nothing Vince has to say is important because this is long-term storytelling. We're getting blue-balled on purpose. They're cock-blocking us on purpose with the way, and that's what makes this so fantastic is every time you think you're going to get the kiss, they take it away. It's kind of like the best friends with AEW where they go for the hug. You got to give people what they want, and then the hug gets stopped, and you don't get the hug. That's how you build the heat. Um, the fire pit after Indy runs away to go find Dexter destroying Candice LeRae Indy being mesmerized by Dexter and also now Dexter being mesmerized by Indy and you know that actually costing him the match which I wasn't a fan of because I don't want to see Dexter lose all of this has been great like that whole story that they're telling has made me care more about Indy Hartwell than I did before this started so that is a big boon to them because I didn't give two shits about Indy Hartwell other than, oh, she's Candace's tag team partner. Cool. Now I care about Indy. I almost care about Indy more than I care about Candace. It's got Dexter Loomis in a very good position um, where he's on TV every week. And Dexter isn't a character that needs to win all of the time, but also I don't need him losing to LA Knight. Um, Especially since LA Knight loses left and right. Yeah, so... Um, but the cock blocking is great. The storytelling in between Speak backstage is great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, no. All jokes aside, I mean the chemistry is obviously there between Andy Hartwell and. Uh, like, I kind of believe they're a real thing behind the scenes, and I'm rooting for them to succeed. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for love. I'm rooting for love. Um, again, I just I'm not a fan of being cock blocked, and I am not a fan of being blue balled. I'm sorry. I just what know. if 
we finally get to the point where Dexter and Indy are about to kiss and then Dexter kisses Austin Theory instead. I think that would be better. <laughs> I think I would like that a million times more. <laughs> I honestly hope that happens. Like Indy's right there and it's finally going to happen and we've been building and waiting and Dexter just turns to Austin Theory and plants one on him. You know what? It would make it even more hilarious if it's like an old school, like at like nineties, eighties cartoon situation where like accidentally kisses, uh, accidentally kisses Austin Theory. You know what I well, mean? Well, that would remind me too much of the Kip Sabian Penelope Ford Joey Janela thing, where Kip and ah. Penelope went to go kiss, and Janela popped his head in, which was fine. It was what it was, but I, I didn't love that. I, I could also be down for a bisexual thruple here where Dexter is both with Austin and Indy. Uh, they're competing for Dexter's affection. So um, all yeah. of the people that aren't for LGBTQ rights are going to be pissed off at that, but I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> do something new. It's something we haven't seen. It could be fun. Yeah. And don't make a mockery of it. Take it seriously. Um, mm-hmm. It could be good. Uh, I'm also going to swallow the Beth Phoenix Io Shirai sit down listening to Io talk about how long she was champion, how she's decided, you know, she's accomplished everything. She wants to take a break and Frankie Monet, who again comes in. I didn't love her last week in her promo, but this week coming in and doing this, you know, interrupting the interview and saying, I'm happy to take your spot at the top of the women's division and all that. It worked. I loved it. Io getting pissed off. Now we've set up Frankie versus EO. So Frankie's not catapulted directly into the title spot, but yeah. she's still at the top competing with one of the top women there because she is a experienced woman's wrestler who has, you know, you don't start her at the bottom with a Zoe Stark. You start her near the top, but you don't shotgun her into the title right away. Um, I think it's going to be great. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Taya, uh, Frankie, and EO can do so that whole thing was mm-hmm. fr- fantastic to me. Uh, I also want to swallow the Mercedes Martinez promo. I thought it was probably the best promo of the night. Like, god damn, she was so good on that mic. Like, so she, I she... I liked that. What I don't like is now I don't know who Giant Gonzalez is. And I'm calling her Giant Gonzalez again, and here's why. Last week she came out and she thanked EO and talked about what a great competitor EO was. And she gave this very baby face speech this week with her feud with Mercedes. She's kind of fallen back into the heel role with Dakota doing, you know, the talking for her about Mercedes not being worthy and so on and so forth. And I don't like, again, my issue on AEW where Lance Archer keeps flip-flopping you can't be a heel and beat EO and then come out and be a baby face after the win and then go back to being yeah. a heel. Like I need to know who, especially as champion, I need to know who you are and I'm starting to lose focus as to who Gonzalez is. Mm-hmm. Now Mercedes you know promo I, was great. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking good. Like she, like that's shit. She's been cutting on the Indies for like years. Like that's why I've always been a big fan of her and really wanted her to like, go to WWE and actually be used properly. But I also thought Mercedes was going to be the heel in the scenario after we got the baby face turn from Gonzalez seemingly last week. Technically, it's still going to be the heel. But how? I don't fucking know. I, we'll see how see, it plays out. But yeah, yeah, We'll give it time. We'll give it time. Uh, I also want to swallow the match between uh, Zoe Stark and Saray or Sarai. 
I'm yep. so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't I don't I can't remember the pronunciation of the name, but god damn, was that a fucking great match? Oh, because your boy RN basically said that Io Shirai, Asuka, or Kyrie Sane, and Saray are all the same person, and he can't tell them apart, and they're just interchangeable Japanese female wrestlers. And then he called himself out for being racist on his podcast as well. But yeah, no, he said he doesn't see anything, any difference between Kyrie, Eo, and Saray that one comes out and they just pump another one in and they're basically the same person. And he didn't see anything special in this match. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I Because I feel like the style is different. Like, there's some similarities, obviously. But that's like saying Penta and Rey Mysterio are one and the same. They're not. They're just two mass wrestlers. I agree with you. I, I I think that it was a great match. Again, Zoe Stark looking fantastic, even in a loss. Uh, I'm a little surprised that, you know, Zoe's been losing as consistently as she has mm-hmm. with the push she's been seeming to get. Um, I get putting this new talent uh, over. Um, I don't know that I would have done it over Zoe right away. Uh, we're going to have mm-hmm. to see how that plays out. Um, you can't just keep jobbing her out. Um, she, she was hot and, you know, the more losses she takes, no matter how good she looks in the losses, mm-hmm. eventually it's going to start hurting her. Yeah, it's going to eventually hurt her. Obviously, they're going to she's going to have a program now because she got attacked by Tony Storm after the match. So there's that going for her right now. Is there anything you're spitting from NXT? Uh, unfortunately, I'm spitting cool, Kyle. Yes, yes, because I am too. I want to like Kyle O'Reilly, but they're doing everything they can to make me not like Kyle O'Reilly. And I said it on Twitter and Kyle from apron bump said the same thing. It's like, I don't care that he came out and people compared him to looking like orange Cassidy and all that shit. Like that stuff doesn't bother me. His promos aren't delivering his, his body movement, his whatever character he's going with is not working for me. Yeah. No. Kyle was much better as Kyle from undisputed era. Kyle, not, whatever new Kyle that we're trying to get, it's not doing it for me. And Cameron Grimes came out and saved his ass with that. uh, Come join me. Let's be partners, blah, 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 blah. And then Kyle, you know, pretending like he was going to partner up with them. We knew he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then eventually saying, Oh, he chose to fight and punching Grimes in the face. And they had a great match at the end of the night because Kyle's great in ring, but whatever the fuck he did at the beginning of the show, terrible. And I yeah. don't know that I, at this point, I don't know that I want to see him versus Karrion Cross Or Johnny Gargano. It. Well, the man, uh, well, him versus Johnny, I would want to see, because I feel like Johnny can help bring something out of him. I think he just doesn't know who Kyle O'Reilly is without Undisputed Era. But at this and, point in his career, how do you not know? Because Kyle O'Reilly wasn't Undisputed Era before he came to NXT. But he was Kyle O'Reilly, part of uh, Red Dragon with Bobby Fish. So right. He's... So why do you need to be anything else than that? Why can't you be the Kyle that we had at the end of Undisputed Era where you started going babyface, but you were still Kyle O'Reilly? Why are we doing this weird fucking... I don't fucking know. I think that he's trying to... Or I don't know if it's his direction or management's direction or whoever... But I think they just want to separate him as far as possible from Undisputed Era so he doesn't have that whole, like, stench of being, like, one of, like, the guys, like, that worked underneath Adam Cole. Because, like, say what you will, like, 
Undisputed Era was fantastic. Everybody was great, but we all knew that was Adam Cole's team. Like yeah. that was his faction, basically. He was the captain. He was the driving force, and anybody under him just was that his some his underling, someone that worked under under him. So I guess they're just trying to get him out of that Adam Cole shadow, but it's just it's not clicking right now. We also forgot to talk about uh, Tony Storm jumping Zoe Stark on the rampway after their match. I did mention that. No, you because didn't. I. Yes, I did because I said, oh, but it looks like they're going to have a program with Zoe Stark and Tony Storm because she jumped her at the end of the match. No, you didn't say that out loud. I did say that out loud. No, you thought it, you didn't say it. Sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, we'll see what happens with Kyle. I just, they're not selling me on him last, you know, this week, last Mm -hmm. week. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it. So, um, I'm also uh, spitting Imperium versus Ever Rise because the fuck do we need that match for? Uh, I want to spit whatever the fuck they're doing with Killian Dane and Imperium and Drake Maverick or whatever that whole com- puzzle situation is. We had Thatcher possibly joining Imperium, which I wasn't a fan of because I feel like Imperium is a European thing and Thatcher's not European. Neither here nor there. I know RN was all for it because I guess Walter and Thatcher teamed up on the indies like that's not what I see Imperium as. Imperium to me is a a European faction of guys from NXT UK, and it should stay that way. But at least that was somewhat interesting, and they fucked that up. And yeah. now they're bringing in Killian Dane, which I I don't know. I don't love it. I uh, Walter's not around, and he's really the only reason to watch Imperium at this point. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Yeah, I'm spitting that as well. Um, overall, NXT spit or swallow? Uh, I guess I, I'll swallow NXT. I'm gargling undecidedly. I didn't love Kyle. I didn't love Dexter taking the loss. I The matches were good. There were some really good matches, but also there were a couple like Brizango versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Eh. You know, Imperium versus Everize. Eh. It was a lot, and it was a lot, a lot, a lot of promos and backstage stuff this week. You know what? You talked me into it. I'll gargle as well because nothing really outweighed each other. Where you want to go, Raw or SmackDown? Let's get Raw out of the way. (laughs) Uh, We got Drew coming out, bragging about his title shot, accuses MVP of... Being behind Mason T-Bar, MVP comes out and denies it. Drew gets jumped by Mason T-Bar. Um, then we have a weird promo where Mason T-Bar named animals backstage and talked about extinction. Uh, Drew wants a handicap match. Adam Pierce wants him to find a partner. Uh, we end up getting a handicap match. Viking Raiders defeat Cedric and Shelton for the second week in a row. Um uh, Randy does an interview. Riddle gets on his nerves. Randy doesn't know who he is, but tells Adam that he wants a match against them. Um, I love that Randy doesn't know who Riddle is. I think that's perfect. I do too, and that's one of the things I'm swallowing. We'll get to that. Uh, we have a not as good promo from Charlotte this week. Uh, Os- Asuka keeps, or Charlotte keeps insulting Rhea and Asuka. Asuka says she's had enough, and tonight I'll beat you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy loses to Matt Riddle. Um, Sheamus is going to do an open challenge, but not for the title tonight. 
Nia and Shayna lose to Naomi and Lana uh, because of Mandy and Dana, which was weird. Maurice offers Miz up as a sacrifice to Damian Priest. We get a Riddle and New Day segment. Elias defeats Kofi. Uh, Alexa talks about Lily, and we get some backstory there. Drew loses to T-Bar and Mace by DQ. Braun Strowman comes out to make the save for some reason, and Mace and T-Bar are unmasked. So that's a plus. Yeah. Damian Priest defeats the Miz. Miz is apparently getting a uh, 24. Um, Humberto accepts Sheamus's challenge, and the match never happens. Humberto just gets embarrassed. Uh, or does the match happen? I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't think so either. And then... Asuka defeats Charlotte. Charlotte beats up refs, gets suspended, and fined $100,000. Well, you got what you wanted. Charlotte beating up men. Yes, but not the way I wanted it. So what are you swallowing for Monday Night Raw? Seamus mm, being on the show. Because honestly, whenever Seamus saw my television scream, I just want to swallow. That's the... That's the... <laughs> I do love that he came in and they're like, hey, you know, the legacy of the United States title, the open challenge, John Cena goes, all right, yeah, I'll do an open challenge, but I'm not doing an open challenge for the title this week. And then he goes out and he issues the open challenge and says he'll do one for the title, but on his terms when he wants to. Exactly. And exactly. So he's he's still the heel and also just physically destroyed Humberto Carrillo. Carrillo. Just... <laughs> <laughs> poor guy and got humberto on tv which is yeah. more than humberto's done in the last few weeks so like true I if mean, that's gonna Sheamus be Seamus's thing man Sheamus is giving man if that's Seamus's thing where he comes out and does an open challenge and he gets guys who are sitting and catering on tv every week even if he just punishes them unmer like mercilessly i'm all for it because he's given those guys a spot on tv that they didn't have before yeah, and it's, it's something that should be done. Honestly, it helps all around because when Cena did it, it was great. Daniel Bryan was doing it at one point. Uh, I can't remember. I think AJ tried to like do something similar. So I'm all for the United States Championship being like open challenge type title. I think it's great. Um, I'm going to swallow the Randy promo before the riddle match, but I'm not swallowing the match. Um, because again, like you said, Randy Orton saying he doesn't know who Matt Riddle is and he doesn't care. He wants to fight him. And mm -hmm. just the fact that it is now another person that joins hashtag Ritter over riddle and being just annoyed with this man's presence. Um, I love it so much. I will say, I do want to swallow the segment between new day and riddle. I think, for whatever reason, they have fantastic chemistry. And I thought that I was entertained with that that promo, that whole segment. You're lucky you stopped talking. We do not swallow Riddle on the show in any way, shape, or form. You were about uh, to be muted. I will also swallow Asuka defeating Charlotte because Asuka got that win over Charlotte. Charlotte's taking some time off. Um, and Why bring her back if she's just going to take time off? I believe there are some things that she's, uh, I believe it's her teeth. She's getting uh, some work done on. It was the rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm -hmm. um, whatever oh, the reason may be. Uh, she's coming back with Roman teeth now. Yeah. Veneers. <laughs> um, whatever the case may be, Asuka getting the win, which helps Asuka out after losing to Rhea. And also, like you said, not the way I wanted it, but Charlotte fought men. So I can't <laughs> spit that because she did beat up some dudes. Not the dudes I wanted her to beat up, but she did get in the ring and beat up some dudes. Um, mm -hmm. And then they find and suspended her, which that's the thing. Like, so 
I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a second. Um, go for it. When I complain about the brand split and people showing up and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I don't necessarily have an issue with the fact that people are showing up. I have the issue that there are no consequences because we've set up that there is a brand split. So if someone like Baron Corbin shows up on raw, there should be consequences for Baron Corbin showing up on raw. He should be fined. He should be suspended. He should, something should happen. At least tell me something happened. So I know that, okay, what he did was wrong and it's not okay. When there are no consequences to his actions, then it devalues the whole idea of having a brand split. And it says, well, you can just go do this. Like, yeah, we kind of said that there's a brand split, but you can really just show up and do whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. And there's no real point to have a brand split then. Like, that is my issue with the brand split is they they set up a WWE universe set of rules. Like, in the universe of WWE, this is what happens. And this is what happens. But then when someone breaks the rules, nothing happens. Mm-hmm seeing charlotte attack refs and sticking to the idea that if you attack refs whether you're a man or a woman you are going to get fined made me happy because that is an established rule within the universe of wwe if you do this you will be fined uh also want to solve the fact that uh mason finally got unmasked yes finally they still have the stupid names we'll see what happens next week Maybe they'll be Dijakovic and Dio Madden next week, but at least we took off the fucking masks. I don't care if they give them like shorter name, like Dio and Dijak uh, or whatever the fuck you want to call them, like Dio and Dijak, Double D. I, I don't care, just not T Bar Mace. All right, what do you want to spit from Monday Night Raw? Oh, um, I, I again, Asuka saying tonight, I'll beat you, bitch. Uh, I loved that part, so that that gets swallowed from me. Um, um, spit. I'm spitting Please. Braun Strowman showing up. Like, even though it led to the unmasking, I don't know why Braun Strowman came out to help Drew. That made no, made sense. no sense to me. I guess Braun Strowman's kind of a babyface now because Shane called him stupid and they had a match. But like, they were feuding over the title. Braun was upset he didn't get a title shot. Why is he out here helping Drew? Like, they're not friends. They're not. There's no association there. He has no issue with T-Bar and Mace. I don't know why Braun Strowman was here. It just seemed like yeah. someone that they threw out there. This would have been a perfect time to bring back, oh, I don't know, Keith Lee? Yep. Who has a relationship with Drew that we established when Keith Lee came up? And Dijakovic. And Dijakovic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Also, Keith Lee was feuding with Retribution and got jumped by Retribution at one point. Yes, exactly. So there's history there. Stuff makes to- fucking sense that Keith Lee would show up and team with Drew against Retribution. I'm also spitting the idea. I don't know if it's true, and I don't know how to play it, so I may have to take this back, but telling us that MVP is not involved with Madden and Dijakovic mm-hmm. sours me because then why are Madden and Dijakovic doing this? And if it's for right. their own reasons, I don't like that. Like I like the idea of replacing Cedric and Shelton with these two big guys who are big physical enforcers for the already big, bad Bobby Lashley. I don't like the idea that they're just targeting Drew for shits and giggles. And then yeah. if that's the case, other than the fact that he's feuding with Bobby, why is MVP a part of this? Exactly. When Bobby's not there. Like it uh, does, it doesn't compute. 
Just adding to that, I want to spit the fact that they split up Cedric and Shelton just to have them lose consistently week after week after week. First, Sheldon lost. Then Cedric lost. Then they lost together to Viking Raiders. Now they lost again to Viking Raiders. What the fuck is going on? They're going to be I'm, the next Humberto Carrillo and just sit in catering. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm also going to spit. Oh, there was something I wanted to swallow that I didn't talk about, so I'll, I'll circle back to that. Riddle defeating Randy Orton. Yeah. You know why I want to spit Riddle defeating Randy Orton? Why? Because Randy Orton just beat the fucking fiend at WrestleMania. How does a guy that beat the fucking fiend at WrestleMania lose to fucking Matt Riddle? The guy that lost to the ghost, Sheamus, and no, and very little effort. So that just means that Sheamus can beat the fiend. If you think about it, Sheamus is mm. higher power level than the fiend. I don't care what the circumstances of the loss were. Matt Riddle defeated the guy that defeated the fiend at fucking WrestleMania night two. Explain that to me and make it make sense. A guy who didn't even get a win at WrestleMania defeated a multi-time WWE champion, the legend killer, and the man who defeated the fiend at WrestleMania the fuck, Vince? I'm spitting raw based on this alone. Yeah, I'm gonna spit raw too. Just there wasn't enough good to justify it being a good episode. We didn't hear from the fiend this week, so that I mean, the one thing I did want to swallow is again, outside of the context of the issue that I have with the fiend losing and how all of that went down. What they're doing with Alexa is great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the introduction of Lily. I love the storytelling that she did with Lily and her history. Um, there are some gaps there that need to be filled in. Like, where has Lily been the entire time until now yeah. with Alexa? Uh, where is this dark side of Alexa been through NXT and her main roster run up until now? All of that. Unless uh, I think it was Reek that mentioned in the group chat that like Lily is have its making Alexa re remember history and make her believe that Lily's been part of her childhood and her entire life this whole time when in reality she she hasn't possibly but I do like that they said Lily didn't like him him being the fiend and what Lily doesn't like Lily makes go away Mm -hmm. Um, I don't love the story that's played out between Alexa the fiend and Randy Orton I don't like the conclusion of that match at Wrestlemania I don't like any of that but for Alexa herself, outside of everything else, mm-hmm. this is really good, entertaining, fantastic stuff. Um, Especially but- since they're like, oh, the rest of the women's locker room, Lily doesn't like you either. Alluding to the fact that she's going to go back and wrestle, which mm-hmm. I want to say because she has a banger of a sister, Abigail. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm spitting. I. Same. Again, like you said, not enough good shit. I'm also I'm gonna spit the Nia Shayna versus Naomi Lana match with fucking Mandy and Dana doing the slideshow fucking PowerPoint presentation mid match because the fuck was that? And why like I get it, you have women's titles, so the women's titles are defended on both shows. Why are there multiple feuds going on on both shows? You can defend the women's titles on Raw and defend them on SmackDown, but not have to have the women's champions on both shows in separate feuds you can focus on a feud 
between Tamina and Natalia and let the women on Raw wrestle to figure out who the next number one contender is for the SmackDown title or for whoever wins the SmackDown feud without having to have Nia and Shayna on both shows taking L's. Like, the fuck? What they... What's going on is that they don't have enough women on either Raw or SmackDown, so they're using them on both shows to kind of like fill. You can't say that though when they just fired three women from the main roster. I'm not saying they don't have the that they just don't have any women's characters that they've been using properly. So like right now, so stop using Shayna and Nia and build your other fucking women. Build the other fucking women. Do it on the show. Give them matches. Give me a reason to care about them. You yeah, have Chelsea, them. Use them. Chelsea Green never debuted. Mickey James didn't do nothing yeah, with it. Four women. I'm sorry. Four women that they fired. Chelsea, Mickey. And the Iconics. And the Iconics. Four women that they fired. They split up the Iconics just so they could fire them. <sighs> Jesus. Spitting Monday Night Raw. Let's get into SmackDown. Um, we got Cesaro in the ring. He doesn't get to talk because Seth interrupts. Basically says it's not over between them. Jay comes down and interrupts. Yells at Cesaro for challenging the tribal chief. They surround him. Daniel Bryan comes in, gets in between, kind of makes the save. Tag team match. Daniel Bryan and Cesaro defeat Jay and Seth. Uh, right at the end of the match, Seth bails on Jay. And then Daniel Bryan calls out Roman uh, while Jay's getting swung. Uh, trying to attack Cesaro from behind, basically saying, you're scared to fight Cesaro because Cesaro is going to be the next Universal Champion. Um, we got Apollo yelling at Adam Pierce about having to defend his title and finds out his opponent isn't Big E. It's Kevin Owens tonight. Uh, Reggie is back with Shay Naya. Naya loses to Tamina because that was a great idea. Um, KO says he's not going to turn down the chance. He has a little back and forth between Big E. KO, Big E calls him a line jumper. KO's like, well, tonight's not your opportunity. It's mine, and I'm going to take it. KO loses to Apollo, catches a Samoan spike, and Sammy is on commentary and dancing over KO's fallen body after the match. Um, Paul tells us that Roman will accept, or we will find out if Roman accepts Cesaro's challenge tonight. Uh, and a very long-winded promo to get to that point. Um, Apollo's interview ends with Biggie whooping his ass after he defended his Intercontinental title, and General Aziz is nowhere to be found till after the fact. Um, Alistair Black is back, baby. Um, we got a Dirty Dog interview where they're confronted by the Street Profits. Yes, I called them the Dirty Dogs because I wrote that down, but they are Rudolph. They're not the Dirty Dogs. Uh, which is interrupted by Bailey, who runs her mouth about Bianca. Montez calls Bianca. Bianca's like, oh, she's got my name in her mouth. All right, I'll be there. Bianca confronts Bailey. Bailey says nice things about her, then comes back and laughs in her face. Doesn't really give her a chance to talk. The Alpha Academy loses the Mysterios, and Daniel Bryan and Cesaro wait for Roman. Roman gives the shot to Daniel, not Cesaro, and Cesaro says, you got to take it. But the stipulation is, if Daniel Bryan loses... He is gone from SmackDown for good. Off the show, Roman doesn't want to see his face on SmackDown ever again. Vince, what are you swallowing from this show? Sami Zayn's dance moves. 
<laughs> I swear, he danced over Kevin Owens' grave and I fuck his corpse, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, th- you know what? They're so bad that they're good. That's the best way I can describe it. I'm swallowing everything. Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Roman. Um, the tag match was good. It was a really fucking long tag match, but I mean, you got those mm-hmm. four guys in there. It's going to be good. But this idea. So I, I talked about it a little at the beginning of the show. If Sami Zayn loses, we have heard that the Bella Twins want to come back for one more run. You mean Daniel Bryan? No, no, no. I mean what I said. We've heard that the Bella Twins want to come back for one more run. Mm-hmm. I know I said Sami Zayn. We're going to ignore that. If Daniel Bryan loses, he has gone from SmackDown. I believe that this will be a swap where Daniel goes home to take care of his two children and lets Brie come back and do her thing. We have heard that Sami Zayn, or sorry, Daniel Bryan, why do I keep doing that? This is your fault for talking about him and his goddamn terrible dance moves. We've heard that Daniel Bryan is coming to the end of his career. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. been thinking about, you know, doing less, spending more time at home with the family, stuff like that. We know Brie wants another run. I don't think he's going to Raw. I don't think he's going to NXT. I think he's going to take time off after this and we'll get the return of the Bella Twins in a run for the titles and probably they'll be the ones to take the belts off Shayna and Nia till maybe SummerSlam um, or at SummerSlam, depending yeah, on would, when this happens. I would guess at SummerSlam. Uh, if you're bringing back the Bellas, regardless of how you feel about them, they're big names. They're Hall of Famers and they should come back on the big four pay-per-view. I just don't know if I can take Shayna and Nia as champions to fucking SummerSlam. Like, I don't know if I can do it. Um, that's, that's true. But yeah, no, I'm swallowing all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. We still got Cesaro versus Seth. That's not over. So Cesaro still has Seth to beat. And then after Daniel loses and Cesaro beats Seth, we can get Cesaro versus Roman. Uh, I want to swallow Aleister Black being back on television. Ah, that is my swallow, and you don't get it. God damn it. Ah, too bad. I already did. That is my we swallow, can, and you don't get it. We can snowball it if you want. We are going to snowball the shit out of that. Listen, <laughs> I have my apprehensions, but I'm not going to complain because at least Alistair Black is back on my TV. Yes, he is sitting in a room telling a story, which is what we saw after Ricochet, and it took forever for him to get into a match. It was a compelling story about his father, who seems to have been a preacher, um, and him becoming the dragon and how he wants to basically eradicate the unworthy, the sinners, call the herd, whatever you want to call it. We've seen this before. Normally this kind of gimmick doesn't go over well because Vince doesn't allow it to do what it needs to do. And what it needs to do is if he's going to cut these promos, if he's going to do these things, we need black masses. We need pins. We need wins. We need a dominant dominant Alistair Black to come out and do this. You can't have him cut these promos and then job him out every week. Yeah, definitely. Vince doesn't like to book guys like that. So I'm going to see what happens, but I'm swallowing just the joy of the fact that he is finally back on my TV and Mm -hmm. he cut a hell of like, it was a hell of a video package and a hell of a story with the illustrations. It was cool. I'm worried that this is going to go on for weeks and weeks because this was chapter one of a story, and I have a feeling we're not going to see him in ring until he finishes reading the whole fucking book, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. At least I have him on my TV, so yeah. thank God. 
Um, are you swallowing anything else? Uh, now that I can think of off the top of my head, I'm gonna swallow the uh, the KO Big E interaction and then the post match Big E attacking Apollo Crews. I love Big E, him and KO going back and forth, him calling KO a habitual line jumper, and then even kind of throwing back to when uh, KO took his spot in the new uh, day yeah. and then turned on the new day. That was great. Um, so I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, the match with Apollo was fine. I don't love General Aziz. Um, the name, the character, the Samoan Spike slash Nigerian Nail, whatever you want to call it. I also feel like it's not my place to say, but Nigerian Nail just feels kind of racist, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, what do you want to spit from the show? I think I want to spit... Fuck. I'm not really sure what I want to spit. I'm spitting the way. Oh, they're... I know. I, I I know what I want to spit. I want to spit whatever the fuck they're doing with Shane Naya and Reggie. Yep. Uh, Naya taking the loss to Tamina. Again. Yeah. Reggie and Shane are not being on the same page. And again, weird random story separated on both shows and a lot of Shane and Naya taking L's. Um, I'm with you on that. I'm also spitting the Bailey Bianca interaction. And this is why I need Bianca Belair as women's champion to be no nonsense. I can't have Sasha coming in here, running her mouth about Bianca and Bianca not doing anything about it. I can't have Bailey getting in her face and laughing and not catching hands. Yeah. I need Bianca. If Bailey's going to do that to grab Bailey by the head of hair and throw her down and be pulled apart and have Bailey, She's fucking crazy, blah, 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 like going off about, you know, whatever. I need the uh-uh Bianca that we had in NXT that's not going to put up with that shit. That's the Bianca I need as women's champion. Letting Bailey come in and laugh in her face and just standing there and taking it, it doesn't do a lot for Bianca. No. The way Sasha talked to her without her putting hands on Sasha in the build of their match didn't do a lot for Bianca. I need Bianca to be no nonsense, and I need people to get these hands from bianca belair yeah um i think what i also want to spit is i don't know i'm not really feeling seth rollins uh cesaro program i'm not really feeling it so like Seth's not bad but it's like i don't care enough about it and yeah I, I feel like it's a vehicle for cesaro to get over but i don't feel like they're doing enough um mm-hmm. not giving me a reason to really care about why Cesaro is beating Seth or like Seth just being mad that he lost isn't enough to keep this feud going for me. Like I need Seth to do more. I need Seth to hurt Cesaro. I need something to happen to really amp up this feud um, to make Cesaro feel more invested in because now he got the win. Why does he care? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Are you spitting or swallowing SmackDown? Uh, I think I'm just going to gargle SmackDown. I'm swallowing SmackDown. Just because of Alistair. SmackDown is the best show of the week. Uh, I probably would give the edge to AEW this week. SmackDown is the best show of the week. Agreed, Matt. Agreed. You know why? Because Alistair Black. Raw, AEW, and NXT did not have Alistair Black. <laughs> 
Fair enough, Matt. Fair enough. I can't I can't argue with that logic. All right. Uh real quick before we sign out, because we did kind of kill it. I think we're only at like a, a little over an 15. hour. Yeah. Um, an hour, an hour fifteen. Get your podcast recently dropped a episode and in their sweaty sessions they talked about rides carnival rides uh based on wrestlers i don't know if you listen to the newest episode but we were talking about a little in our dragon ball group chat yeah um and justin told us that he would like us to kind of talk about some of the ideas that we might have um Mm -hmm. if anything i was i got going because justin talked about the hoe train and i was like you know the hogwarts express at universal studios where you get the hogwarts express and it takes you from one part of uh, Hogwarts to like the castle and Hogsmeade and all that stuff, but it's the hoe train. So like, as you drive by area codes by ludicrous is playing the Godfather's <laughs> on the platform, welcoming you all aboard the hoe train. And then the windows just show like all of the women from all of the different area codes that the Godfather went dancing and like the name of the city and the hose from that area code as you travel. And it takes you from the attitude era of the park to the, ruthless aggression era of the park and when you get to the ruthless aggression era of the park and you get off the train it's right to censor in the good father and they're shaming you and yelling at you to get off the train and kicking you off the oh train. man um i also like the idea you know the giant drop where you go all the way up and then drop down yeah. either rock bottom for that or the andre the giant drop uh rock bottom sounds a little bit better it rolls off the tongue a little bit more yes um what else did i have uh, i like the idea of having like an in the attitude era part of the park because like i said i thought of like a whole park so like you have basically graceland which is like the rock and wrestling yeah. era part where like you've got honky tonk man's guitars and all of the the outfits the outrageous outfits and stuff that everyone wore where you go around and you see all the stuff and basically mm-hmm. graceland and then the Attitude Era Park is going to be, you need a wristband to get in. It's for adults. It's got the Stone Cold Beer Gardens. Um, you know, you can do the DX roller coaster where you flash the camera, all that fun stuff. Um, that would be the Attitude Era part of the park um, yeah. for the adults with the Stone Cold Beer Gardens. I liked that idea as well. Off the top of your head, maybe based off some of your favorite wrestlers, I know you like a lot of high-flying luchadors. You got any uh, ideas of amusement park rides that could be related to maybe like an Eddie Guerrero or, you know, Mm. Io Shirai is the genius of the sky. Is there a roller coaster? And honestly, like I I wouldn't be able to come up with something on the spot like that. Like nothing's rolling off the dome right now. Unfortunately, I'll go hit the lab and see if I can come up with something. The whole point was to do it here. So when Justin listened, he could laugh. He did put it in the chat. So it's been in the chat for like hours now. You had time. Yeah. No, no. I, well, I, I didn't get a chance to actually see it. See it. Uh, I'm not good. To, uh, I'm thinking on my feet with that kind of stuff. And it's, that's fine. Just don't understand. I'll just come up with something in the chat and pop him there. Oh, well, I mean, you've got bumper cars, right? Low rider bumper cars. Low rider bumper cars. Exactly. With Latino si- heat. Ev- bumper cars with low riders and every single low rider he's ever had. 
You can go mm-hmm. ahead and choose from his. There you go. Okay. So, there you go. Maybe the prizes can be like Rey Mysterio masks or Io Shirai masks or like the Eddie Guerrero fuzzy dice. You know, this, you've got this, the, uh, you know, you've got those carnival rides where you, you hit the hammer and it goes up and it rings the bell. Um, Bludgeon Brothers hammer. Boom. Bludgeon Brothers hammer. I was thinking, you know, it's a test of strength. So uh, world's strongest man. Um, like a Mark Henry giant plush that you win if you do that okay, uh, to okay. prove that you're the strongest. Um, instead of having like the guns that you shoot the water in the clown's mouth, mm-hmm. um, who was it that peed on Big Show's leg? I can't recall that, man. I didn't even do that happen. I always, I always confuse it with Val Venus because I know Val Venus went in and looked at Big Show's penis and made a comment about how he's not really the Big Show. Yeah. But, or Jericho, because uh, he peed in Regal's tea. You could have like, you know, the shooter guns, but it's like you pee in the fucking uh, teacup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. I'm all um, for that. Oh, maybe they could have a house of mirrors and have like them broken like when mojo raleigh for whatever reason was looking at broken mirrors we do not dedicate any rides to mojo raleigh (laughs) but that does remind me uh universal studios has hollywood horror nights and i said that we could bring back the uh the firefly fun house for hollywood horror nights you could go through the firefly fun house that would be really cool and also if you're doing that and like you could have a boogeyman ride um with a you know, as you go through, he just keeps popping up and throwing worms at you and shit. You can, yeah. uh, I would love like, um, like, you know how they have like the water slides where you like get in the logs and shit. If you get in an yeah. undertaker's casket and take a casket down and it turns into okay. a boat and then you okay. float down I the lazy do river and it like, it mimics undertaker's career where it just keeps going and going and going and never ends. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go, There's Justin. Some, Those are our ideas. Really well, mostly yours, mostly yours, but really good ideas nonetheless. For the sweaty session, um, I had a, I had some more uh, attitude era based ones, but they weren't appropriate, so we're just uh, mm. you know. okay. For I mean, sure, you, could, for sure. you could have uh, mud fights and Jello wrestling in the beer gardens. Yeah, all voluntary, of course. All voluntary, of course. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it has to be voluntary. Or else just get in trouble. You just get in trouble. <laughs> All right, Vince. Uh, why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitter and Instagram and uh, possibly soon your OnlyFans, it sounds like. Because uh, from what I hear, you're going to be smacking it raw way more frequently than you have been lately. Actually, no. Because of the circumstances, I might be wrapping it up a little bit more frequently than I, than I have been. But before we sign off, if you give me the time, since I feel like we... What? what what's with that? Kids, if you are not in a committed relationship where you are married to someone, I recommend, unlike my co-host, that you always wrap it up. Um, unless like your intention is to have children. Because STDs are a real thing. Mm-hmm. Always wrap it up. <laughs> uh, so... I forgot to mention this to you before we started recording, but quickly, I'll just do it quickly. In honor of the new Mortal Kombat film, I kind of wanted to bring back my countdown and officially dub it Vince's six-star picks. 
So I will go ahead and list down my six favorite Mortal Kombat characters from like basically least to greatest, I guess. Starting <laughs> off with Cabal. I fucking love Cabal. I, uh, I'm a big fan of speedsters in general, and I think he's just a little bit more like edgier like, take on the speedster character all around. Uh, Kenshi. I, I think he's just great. I love his samurai sword. I like the fact that this motherfucker is blind and can still fuck you up. Um, New Saibot. I was always a fan of Sub-Zero growing up. Spoiler. So him coming back with the whole Noob Saibot gimmick, I thought was fantastic. And I'm always a fan about Mortal Kombat bringing characters back and rebranding them, making them a whole new entity. Then there's Sonya Blade. Uh, Sonya Blade's the reason why I am into hot white blondes. So, so she's the main reason for that kink of mine and that preference uh, for a good part of my childhood and infancy and even all the way through high school. To be clear, uh, though, that, that's your porn preference. That's not your dating preference. Yes, because I have not dated any hot blonde, uh, white blondes. Well, I, I don't think I've ever... I, don't, I, don't, I think I've only dated one, one white girl in my entirety. In my but entirety. you've masturbated to millions, so continue. Oh, of course, of course. So, number three... <laughs> Wait, is it number three? No, Noob Saibot was three. Sonya was two. So, top two. Number two, Sub-Zero. And I have to specify as Kawhi Liang and not B. Han. Yes. Yes, okay, yes. yeah. Yes. I want to specify that that this is the little brother Sub-Zero that I like because this is the guy that I watch I, I, like, and kind well, of grew up with on the games. Technically, you already have B. Han on the list, so you can't have him on twice. Well, two different characters like Noob Saibot. Noob Saibot is so, Bihan, so you can't have Mon as Sub Zero at number two, and fucking number five is Noob Saibot. Noob Saibot and Sub Zero are two different characters. I could have chosen. But they're both the Bihan. They're both Bihan, but I could have also chosen the Bihan version of Sub Zero, but I chose the Yan version just because he just seems like he's more of a good guy than Bihan was, obviously, and. Just like his whole story and narrative and the whole remake and retelling from Mortal Kombat 9 all the way up to Mortal Kombat 11, I think has been fantastic. And the fact that we got Cyber Sub-Zero for a good for a good hiccup there. Loved it. And my favorite character of all time goes to Smoke. I knew a little bit about him from the earlier games, but it was really Mortal Kombat 9. When I like, just like I loved his fight style, I liked the whole aesthetic, the whole look, and I'm just a fan of the Lin Kuei in general. And on top of that, on top of all of that, he has his uh his real, like the person behind him. His name is the same name as my dad. So why can't I love this man? I think he's really good, and it's a shame that he hasn't been a playable character in the Mortal Kombat games since Mortal Kombat Nine. I agree. I agree 100. percent Yeah. All right, Vince. Well, where can they find you? More takes like this over at the Straight Talk podcast, all that fun stuff. Well, obviously, you can follow me on social media at SES Vince. You can go ahead and then just search, like literally just search SES Vince up everywhere. We'll go ahead and get that going. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Smackin' Raw Pod, where whenever we post a new episode, we'll have something there so you'll know when a brand new one drops. Or if 
Matt makes something funny or if I make something funny and it's meme-worthy, we'll put it on there and share it with all y'all. I really thought my WWE anime thing was going to take off a little more than it did on Twitter. I'm a little disappointed. You guys can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. Is that M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R? Also, as we said with the Instagram, which is at Smackin' It Raw Pod, you guys can also find us on Twitter at Smackin' It Raw Pod. Um, numbers aren't really growing, but hey, I got a couple new followers. So thanks for like the two of you that paid attention. Um, obviously, we want you guys to go to our YouTube and our Pornhub, subscribe there and get those numbers up big time. That is yeah. really the main goal. Like I appreciate all 4,200 of you on Twitter, on my main Twitter but if we can get the numbers up on YouTube, that is the most important. You can find those link trees at Matt Ritter. Also at The Creation World on Twitter and Instagram. That is at T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. Uh, that'll get you to that link tree, which will get you to the Pornhub and the YouTube. Which, good news for us, we finally made the website on creationworld.com. What do you mean? We're both on the website. Oh, are you on the website now? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you were on the website. Yes, I am, I've, I'm, I've been on the website for a whole week now. Okay. Well, Vince made the website, uh, which yes. is creationworld.com. And also, again, Facebook, guys. Facebook.com slash creationworld to get you everything. Facebook.com slash smackandraw will get you the wrestling. Facebook.com slash uh, superflash year of tomorrow will get you your DC stuff, which is still going on. Travis and Mara have a great podcast along with this podcast where you guys can go check that stuff out. So if you're a fan of that stuff, go check that out. Also, if I can ever get Vince to figure out what day he's available, we will have either both from Straight Talk and from the Havoc Hour, a Dragon Ball Z podcast coming out with Justin from Get Show and Travis, if I can ever make that work with him, um, where we talk about Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT. It'll be a two-part episode split between the Havoc Hour and Straight Talk. So keep yeah. your eyes out for that. And Dungeons and Dragons is probably coming at some point. So when we figure that out, I'll let you know more. You got anything else, Vince? Uh, wrap it up, guys. <laughs> for Daddy Delgado, I am the Warden Mad Ritter. We are Smacking It Raw, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub who promotes good sex practices. Wrap it up, guys. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs>